All right, today's daf is daf Gimel. In the Halig Meseches Saita. And we're up to Tanya. Learned to the Brisa. All right, give everybody a moment to find the place. We'll count to one, two, three, four. Four lines from the top. Tanya, we learned to the Brisa. says, Look at the situation of a Saita. She tried doing an Avera privately without people noticing. And what happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu Machras Labagali. HaKadosh Baruch Hu announces about that Avera publicly. You can only hide Sheker for so long. At a certain point, it'll get exposed. Shnarm as it says, And there was a Ruach Akina, a state of jealousy that went on, that, that went over the husband. The in Avera, the, the expression of Avera is announcing. When we refer to an Avera, Avera, the word Avera itself is an expression of announcement. It's making something out loud. Shanemar, as Shanemar, as it says, by itzav Maisha, by Aviru Koil and Maisha commanded by Aviru, and it passed through with expression of Avera Koil, a sound Bamachana in the camps. You see, when there's an Avera. Even if a person attempts to keep it private, like this Saita, ultimately it comes out in a way that it is revealed. says, an import, such an important thing to keep in mind. This is a often quoted Gemara. There's a lot of depth to this. You need to be a fool to do an Avera. And this is not referring to a surface level fool. What it means is, every time I do an Avera, that means by definition, a Ruach Shtus. A spirit of foolishness entered me. It takes a lack of thought and a stupidity to control my mind in order to even do an Avera. It has to be a loss of thought. As, because if a person would be thinking, they wouldn't be able to bring themselves to do the Avera. Even the excuses that we have, this is what's deep about this. The excuses that we have to do the Avera and think that it's a mitzvah, it's a good thing. The Gemara is saying, that's also a shtus. It's a foolishness. Shinamar ish ish ki sishta ishtai. Sishta ksiv. A man who makes his, who's, uh, whose uh, wife is sishta becomes foolish and loose. It says sishta ksiv, it's written in a way of... Shaita, in a way of uh, in a way of foolishness. Remember, we learned on Daf Beis. We learned yesterday that a aid echad, a single witness, is believed to tell us that this woman had an affair, had relations. As long as I had two Adam telling me about the previous part of my story, right? As long as I have two Adam t- telling me about my warning. And according to Rabbi Shua, two Adam telling me about the seclusion, and according to Rabbi Elijah, one aid, then one aid is believed on the Tumah. So talk to me, Rabbi Shua, why are we trusting an Eid Echad to tell me the Saita had an affair? We never believe in Eid Echad. You know why? There's feet to the matter. She's developed a pattern. Behold, the husband already warned her with two Adam. And she had Yichud with two Eidim. Now that she already established herself as a loose woman, one aid comes along and says 
that uh, that she followed through on the Avera and had relations. So we're going to believe that Eid Echad. So when's an Eid Echad believed? When you already have Raglayim Ladabar. I'm Rav Papa Labai. Rav Papa says, Labai, I don't understand. When it writes about the halachas of Kina, of where the husband warns her, it's after mentioning the stira, the yichur, and the tuma. So you see, it would, since the warning is happening in the Torah, at least, and we're assuming in the way the psukim are written after the tuma, you see that tuma in Eid Echad could be believed on tuma even before you have raglayim ladaber, even before you have feet to the matter. Amar says back to him va'avar uksiv va'avar. It says va'avar, and he had a spirit of kina. That came over him, which means the Eidach has believed because they already have been in the past the Kinoi that existed. In other words, what Abayi is responding is that granted it seems to you that the Kinoi is coming afterwards, that the warning is coming afterwards, and you know, therefore you have a question, ah, there's no Raglaim, Ludovriya, I still believe in the Eidach. He says, Lamaisa, if you look at the word Va'obar, it's letting me know that you already had the Kinoi prior. But now, it says elsewhere, every person who has chalutz, every person who has arms, will pass over the Yardin. Are you going to tell me they already passed over the Yardin? Or tell me they're going to pass over the Yardin? The assumption is, it means that they're going to pass over, not that they already passed. The Gemara says, Hasam over there, since it says in the Pesach, first, all of the Shvatim were joined together to conquered the land of Eretz Yisrael. And then the Bnei Gad, Bnei Ruvain, and Chatzis Shevet Menashe, there's two and a half tribes that wanted the land on Eber Yardin, Transjordan, were going to go back. Mashmad it gives off the future. But here by Saita, Esau, Kedaytach, Kedachsivi, if you're going to think that it's Mamish to understand the Psukim, as it's written, Va'avar basar toma u stira kinoi lambali. Why would I need a warning at all? The Maisha shared a kinoi and stira. Period. Bottom line is, it's got to be that even though in the Psukim, the Kinoi, the warning happened afterwards, Avada, it's Pashat, logic dictates, that the warning obviously happened prior to the seclusion and the actual Tumah. Okay. In other words, you got to use the context of where the word Va'abar is written to grasp whether or not it means it happened prior, it happened previously, or whether it's happening in the future. Okay. Period. End of that end of that discussion. Another idea referring to site. We have a few fascinating again, notice we're we're a little choppy over here, but a, a few different Yesidas, foundational ideas within Saita that, that today's daf is giving over to us. So another Yesida, another founda- foundational idea about Saita, Tan Debe Rabbi Shmol. They learned in the Yeshiva of Rabbi Shmol, Shenamar, as it says, for a person to do kinoi, to warn his wife about a suffix saita, to not have yichud with this guy, it has to be that it was hashkocha pratis, a unique hashkocha pratis. Hashem wanted him to warn her. My ruach, what does it mean? There was a spirit that entered him. Now remember, we learned you shouldn't be doing this. But they learned the yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, it's got to be. If you ever warned your wife about becoming a saita, a ruach entered you. What is a ruach? Rabbanan Amri ruach tuma, a spirit of impurity. Okay, which means something's wrong with the husband. 
something went wrong with the husband, that he made himself Tamei in a way that Hashem put into his mind to do this. Ravashi Yomar Ruach Tara, it's just the opposite. Hashem put a Ruach of purity in him to try to clarify whether or not his wife was Matame, whether or not his wife had an affair. And it makes sense, it's logical to follow the, the opinion who says that it's Ruach Tara that entered him. If he warns his wife, that means it's an option. You don't have to warn your wife. There's an obligation. You need to warn your wife if you feel that she's loose. And she might be having relations with another man. <coughs> You're mechoyev. If you're going to tell me that the spirit that enters him is a spirit of Tara, a spirit of purity, Shapir. So this machlaikas makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Meaning it's a spirit of Tara. And we're going to have a machlaikas over here whether or not uh, you need to do it or whether or not you're allowed to do it. But either way, it's a good thing that's causing you to warn her. But if you're going to tell me that it's a spirit of Tumah that enters the husband, I don't understand. A spirit of Tumah enters the husband and you're going to tell me that he now has an obligation to warn his wife with a spirit of Tumah? Does that make any sense? You have a spirit of Tumah driving you and now you give a chiv. You're going to have a conversation whether or not you have a choice or whether or not an obligation to bring Tumah. It doesn't make any sense. So it's so logic dictates, says the Gemara, that um, logic dictates that the, the Ruach, the spirit that enters the husband is a spirit of purity and therefore he warned her. Now let's pause for a minute. We're still going to get into this and focus in on this conversation. But why does it need to be a, a like a unique hashkacha pratis, like a unique, a unique ruach that enters him to warn her? Answer is because it doesn't really make much sense for a husband to warn a wife. Well, what's he gaining by it? There's not much to gain by a husband uh, warning a wife. You're, you're dealing with a suffix. You're dealing with a doubt whether or not she did anything. And on the side that you're wrong, I mean, the risk that you're taking for, for making this accusation and creating a warning with testimony is such a wreck on your shalom bias. It's a total wreck. Like, what are you thinking to even go? That's, that's why we're having this conversation about the, the way <laughs> a, a man is only going to warn his wife if there was like a, a Kaddish Baruch Hu putting a ruach inside of him to do this. And then the Shaila is, is it Tumma Tara? And the Gemara says, it's got to be Tara. Okay. Kufa, a piece of a pipsi quarter price of a kidney and sister, when he warns his wife whether it's a choice or an obligation. La, itama, rishos. It says, he's metame himself to her. That means rishos. La, itama means there's a real chayv, a real obligation. Now, what is this talking about? The word la yitama is talking about a kayan who usually is not allowed to become tame. But to an immediate relative, we know a regular kayan, la yitama. You're supposed to become tame. Okay, now, I shouldn't say you're supposed to. La yitama, to her, you become tame. To a close relative. Okay? Now, when the Torah says la yitama, a kayan could become tame, does that mean he should become tame to a close relative? Or does that mean he could? 
We we learned the halacha again. We learned that a regular a kain gadol is not allowed to be metame to a relative, a corpse. A regular kain is allowed to the seven relatives. Remember who are the seven relatives? Two generation, two of the generation above, mother, father. Two of the same generation, brother, sister. Two of the generation below, son, daughter, and wife. So that's seven. Okay, two plus two plus two plus one, a total of seven. Now, should the kain become tame, or could the kain become tame? So Rabbi Shmuel says, he could become Tame. Rabbi Akiva says, the Kayan is Mechayiv. He's obligated to become Tame. Also, when it says that if a person has an Eva Kanani, they should work for you forever. You're not supposed to free them. So, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi says, it's a Rishus. You could if you want. Doesn't matter. We're saying, you could work them forever, or you can let them go free. Okay. Rebekiva says, no, it's a chiv. You should not free them. Maybe like this is a, we just found three scenarios where we have Machlechus, Rebbe Shmuel, and Rebbe Akiva. When the Torah says something could be done, and there's Machlechus, whether it's Rishus or Chayva, so the, now that we have it in three places, should we assume that this is a consistent machlekes in other areas of the Torah as well? Amar lei. So Rav Papa said this to Abayis. Abayis says back, Hacha bekroi pligi. No, that you cannot learn out um, uh, from here to other places in the Torah. Over here, they're arguing over general psukim. Okay, why? By It says, Vikine asishta. He warns his wife. Rishus de Rabbi Shmuel, Rikiyabai Merchayva. My time is Rabbi Shmuel. Why does Rabbi Shmuel say Vikine Yasishtai means he has a choice about warning his wife? Savalaki Aitana, because Rabbi Shmuel holds like the like a, a different Tana, the Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, Klapi Shaumra Taira, Lysis, Chicha Bobavacha. Why would it be a Rishus for a husband to warn his wife if he suspects that she's willingly having relations with another man? Because it says, Lysis, Chicha Bobavacha. It's forbidden for a Yid. To hate another yid in their heart, yachal kagain zeus. I would say the same thing holds true for a husband to uh, hate his wife for having yichud with another man. And therefore, it says no. It's a ruach kina that's leading him to vikine as ishtay. Okay. Now, what do you see from here? That initially, initially, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's letting us know that when you're in this situation. This is something that you could do, but not that it's an obligation. However, Bekiva holds that a husband mamish has an obligation to warn his wife in these circumstances. Verbi Akiva, what's Bekiva going to say? He says, Kinoi Acharinoksiv. Yeah, it says, Kinoi, it says the, the word Kinoi uh, again. Yeah, it says, Va'avar alav ruach kina. Says it twice. Since it says it twice, um, it's letting us know that it's not a choice. It's a chiv. It's a chiv. You have the spirit that comes in. You mamash have a chiv to give the warning. Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, he it says it twice. Rabbi Shmuel says, "I did the boy lemichta v'hinetma v'ilainetma." Since it says in the Torah a case where she, had, you know, what, what if she did become tummy? What if she didn't become tummy? Ksiv nami v'kine esishta. So it also says v'kine esishta again. The chetan to Rabbi Shmuel. The Tandabir Bishmal, Koparshnava Vinishness, Lainishis Albishwal Dabar Shinashadesh Ba. It's only going back and saying it again, doing Khazara, repeating it again, 
for uh, for a new limud, for a new uh, for a new teaching. Okay, and therefore, bottom line is, he says, the fact that it says it twice is not teaching me a chayva, it's not teaching me an obligation. Rabbi Kiva has his sources. Rabbi Shmuel has his sources. Going back to our original question of. Does Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva argue in this fashion throughout the Torah where Rabbi Shmuel says Rishus, Rabbi Kiva Otschayva? No. Every time you find this Machlekes, it's Machlekes how to make drushes based upon the specific verses in the Torah by that mitzvah. Okay? So they do argue by Kinoi. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva do argue by Kinoi. Rabbi Shmuel says it's a choice based off of Psukim. Rabbi Kiva says it's a chayv based off sukkim. They also argue about a kayin being matami to its close relative. Rabbi Yishmol says you could become tame. Rabbi Kiva says you're mechayiv to become tame. And they also argue about an avakanani keeping them forever. Ever. Rabbi Shmuel says you could let them free. Rabbi Kiva says you're not allowed to. But it's, we have sukkim by each one. So it's three machlekes. You're right. The reasonings are consistent, but it's only because of sukkim. Do not assume that they hold the same opinions elsewhere. Fine. Zok the Gemara to get into this the Kayin should become Tomei for his sister. It's Rishos, he could. What's the reason for Rabbi Yishmael who says that it is a choice? Since it says, tell the Kahanim they should not become Tame, it's Shrikhlimikhtab Layitama. Therefore it says Layitama, you could become Tame. Until now you can't. Layitama means no more can't. No more can't means you could. Doesn't mean you have to. For Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva, Mikiyim Lishairai Nafka. He says, we learned it out from Kiyim Lishair. Kiyim Lishair means a Kayin cannot become. Tommy to anybody else except for a relative. That's what it means, ki im l'shere. Except for an immediate relative. So I know that ki, from ki im l'shere, that an immediate relative is not included in the prohibition of becoming Tommy. Everybody you're Tommy except for a relative. So I already know relatives you're allowed to become Tommy. So lo yi tamo, lo Why do you got to tell me? For her you could become impure. I already know you can become impure. Why do you got to specify now? Lo yi tamo, says Rebekiva Gotta be letting me know not only am I allowed to, I'm obligated. For Rabbi Shmuel. What's Rabbi Shmuel is gonna do with Rabbi Akiva's reasoning? He says, La mitame, the ain mitame levara. It's not teaching me a chiv, an obligation to become tame, rather it's teaching me that he could become tame, he could still only could, not, ob- not obligatory. He could become tame, but only when her whole body is there, but he's not allowed to become tame to a part of her body. And therefore, Layitama means she has to be there and as a whole person, but not it's not telling me I have an obligation. Okay, now Rabbi Akiva seems to agree with that halacha. So the problem is like this. If the halacha, that you cannot become tummy to one of her limbs, is learned out from Layitama, what's Rabbi Akiva got to do? Because Rabbi Akiva used Layitama to teach me that you're obligated to become tummy to her. Says the Gemara, top of Gimel Amud Beis, Rabbi Akiva. What is Rabbi Akiva? How's he going to learn out the source that a Kayin can only become tummy for her and not for her limbs? Imkain, Lichta Brachman, Allah, Velishta. He could have just said, Allah. 
Yitama lomali. What do you mean, lo yitama? Shma mina. You learn out from yitama that it's a chiyuv. For Rabbi Shmuel, I the cause of law. Ksev nami yitama. No, it doesn't make sense to separate it. Lechtani debate Rabbi Shmuel. Tani debate Rabbi Shmuel. Kol parshin number vinishnas. Same svara we said before. Never the Torah says something and then goes back and repeats it. It's going back for the thing which is Nishadesh in it. Okay, period. Again, what do we have clear here? Whether or not a Kohen becoming Tame to a one of the seven relatives is a Rishus or a Chayva. Each one has their Mahalach, their approach, and had a Darshan the Psukim. Each one may be correct. We know why each. We know what each one is. Where each one's coming from. The problem they have with the other one's approach. They haven't proven the other one wrong. So it remains a machlekes Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. Fine. So now we know what the machlekes is by a coin becoming tame to the, to uh, his sister. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Now we also said they argue about whether or not you're allowed to free your Evid Kanani. Rabbi Shmuel says, you could free your Rebbe Kanani if you want. Rabbi Akiva says, no, you cannot. What's the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Says the Gemara, I did since when we came into Erzul and conquered the land, it says, none of them are allowed to remain alive. None of the Kanani were allowed to remain alive. Therefore, also needs to say, rather, or they remain servants. Lemishri, to allow a situation where if you have somebody from these, from a, a regular guy who's not from Canaan, who has relations with a woman from Canaan, that child is able to. Um, is able to be an Evid. Because the father is not a Kanani. The Tanya, how do you know that's true? Let's say you have a regular guy from Argentina who marries a Kanani woman in Canaan. And they have a son. So how do I know that child is allowed to remain alive. You purchase it as a servant. From those who dwell there, you're allowed to let them work. What about a Kanani man who marries a woman from Guatemala? They have a child. That child also could be a Eved, because one parent is not a Kanani. That was born in their land, which means that you're only allowed to have Avadim from these children that were Nailadim Be'artzachem, born uh, in your land. They have to be born Nailadim in your land, and not just that they are Garim Be'artzachem, not only that they dwell in your land. So you see from this Pasuk that um, only when the child has a father who's not a Kanani is he able to be in Evan. If the child has a father who is a Kanani, that child is going to be considered a Kanani as well. Okay? That's the Svara for Rabbi Yishmael. For Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, 
you know, it says, um, So, is, should say that you have a right to own them. Not that it's usher to free. He says, This that you can have an Evan from the children of a Kanani woman, when only the mother is Kanani, I know from Mehem Tiknu, you could purchase from them. It's letting me know that whenever you have an Eva Kanani, there's a Chiyov to keep it. No, it means from them, but not from a regular Yid, not from your brother. Okay? There's certain works that you're allowed to do for an Eva Kanani, certain activities of work, they are not allowed to put on a Yid. If you have an evidence, you're not allowed to work them the same way. Rabbi Akiva. How does Akiva know that? Ba'achichem, misefer dekra nafka. Ba'achichem b'nei Yisrael, ish ba'achiv la'isidra ba'farech, that if you have an evidence, you're not allowed to work them too hard. You can't have back-breaking labor. Rabbi Shmol, aydil chsiv, u'ba'achichem, chsiv nami bohem. T'chsiv, l'chon de Rabbi Shmol, t'chon de Rabbi Shmol, kopar shenem ravinishis, l'inishis al b'shvil dabar shenes chadish bo. Okay, beautiful. So I now have the sources for Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva by Nebuchadnezzar. I now have the sources for the Machlekes Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva concerning uh, uh, concerning the Kayim becoming Tameh and I have the to, to a relative and I have Machlekes Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva and the sources by Saita as well. Beautiful. Here we go. Omar Rav Chista. Rav Chista says we're now uh Four lines before it gets wide on Gimel Amad Beis. Amar of Chister. Chister says, "Znusa bebeisa ki karya le shumshima." If you have znus in the house, you have adultery in the house. It's like a karya, which is a type of worm, to sesame. Okay, it's like karya to sesame, which is apparently it. It. Uh, You can't look at, Kari L'shumshuma is, you can't just look at a bug in sesame and say, oh, take the bug out and the sesame is fine. Apparently what Kari does to sesame is it starts to rot it from the core. And once you start, it's very hard to stop. So too is Znus in the house. Once you allow a lack of sensitivity to Znus, lack of sensitivity to adultery in the house, says Rav Chista, it ain't going to get any better. It just is what it is. And it's very hard to fix that up. Viamar of Chista, and of Chista says, Tukfa bebesa, also losing your temper. People getting angry in the house, also, Kikarya Lishumshuma, same thing. Slowly but surely, it, uh, it starts to take over and it becomes the atmosphere in the house. And both of these are said as far as the wife is concerned. Okay, so if you have a, uh, a the woman of the house who's always getting angry, or the woman of the house who's involved with nus, so because the house is hers and the the wife, the woman's the mainstay of the home, that's that's when we say it's very very difficult to repair it. Yeah, by a man, not necessarily. He doesn't have the same impact on the home that the wife does. The, uh, there's the kayak, right? The women light the candles on Friday night. It's her home. It's her home. So when somebody has a chryas on something, the, uh, uh, along with the, uh, the, uh, um, 
call it the, the responsibility, the, the, the gains, the milus, the, the perks, along with the perks of being the head of the household, comes the, uh, comes the responsibility. Yeah, it's your house, you're right, so therefore you're the one responsible to make sure that the standards of the home are kept up to par. Before Klai Yisrael sinned with Znus, the Shechina would dwell in each and every home. The walked in the camps. Kaviyachol, so to speak, the Shechina could be felt everywhere. Kivon Shechotu Nestaka Shechina Imahem. Once Klai Yisrael did Averis in their homes, the Shechina left. Shenem over the year Bechar Vazdavar. Vajram says, I ain't looking at any Arayas, any Vazdavar. Vishav Meacharecha, and I'm going to turn away from behind you. Anybody who does a single mitzvah in this world, that mitzvah is going to walk in front of you and advocate for you in Oilam Haba. Your tzidkis walks in front of you. Anybody who does a single aver in this world, it covers him. And it walks in front of him into the day of judgment. The same way our Zchosim go in front of us, so too. Our Averis, Shinemar. Yelavtai Archais Darkam Yalu Bisayu Viyayvedu. Yeah, the, the ways of their path covers them. It ends up being Sayu, empty, Viyayvedu, and they're lost. like a A person's Averis. Kishura like a kelev are connected to him like a dog. Like a dog. Shinemar says, Yosef refused to have relations with the wife of Paitifar. He refused to lie with her in this world. And to be with her, meaning he's going to be connected to that Avera in Olam Haba as well. It's very interesting, by the way. It's very interesting that even within this world, there's something unique about the Isser of Znus that you don't find Kemat by any other Avera. And that is, if you have, uh, if you have a child that's born from, in a, from an affair which was Chay of Misa, like for example, you have a married woman who has relations with somebody else, that child is a mamzer. Now that child did anything wrong? No. But there are certain actions that a person does in this world, you just become chained to it. That's it. You're just chained. You've created a mamzer, you're chained to it forever. As I is, it's fascinating. You don't find this by Kamad and the other Avera. Other Averas, all right, you didn't Avera. Sometimes there's consequences, sometimes not consequences. You do your tshuva to have a permanent outcome where like you're bound to it, like a dog, you're bound to it. There's no changing, there's no getting out. It is what it is. It's fascinating how it's nus. That leads to such a thing. Tanan also, a lot to say about this, but we'll say a lot piece by piece as the time comes for each part of it. Tanan also, we learned in the Mishnah over there 
later on our Masechta, the initial Eidos, let's say you have two Eidim that say, this woman had Yichud. It doesn't answer her forever on her husband. Okay? It doesn't answer forever on her husband. She's been muttered to her husband afterwards. You should know, even if she had Kinoi before, even if she was warned before, and now Eidim says she had Yichud, what are you going to do? She's ushered to her husband now. She'll drink the sight of water. She'll, we'll see she didn't do anything. More than the Yichud. Yichud itself is not variable. We'll see she didn't do more than the Yichud. And she'll be muttered to her husband again. You need at least two Edom. So for the Tuma itself, for the relations itself, Shaisarta Isra'ilam. It asers her on her husband forever. If let's say I have, eight, I have, I have witnesses that she mamish had an affair. Not that she was warned and, and had mamish. So she's going to be asered to her husband forever. Shouldn't need at least two? Very nice, there's raglayim ledover, but you know what's happening here? You know what's being caused? Through the edos of the, of the uh, relations? You, logic would dictate you need to aid them. That's it. Which means you don't need two witnesses. Any witnesses is going to uh, create this. Uh, is going to create this information and create this status of her being usher forever. Says the Gemara. Let's a kash on this. Make a kavachaymer. The later testimony of the of the uh, relations itself that forbids her forever on her husband. only need a single aid. So we should say the original edus on the yichud. One aid should suffice. If one aid, which causes so much impact, is okay by the tuma, even by the yichud, we should allow an aid which is less of an impact. No, tamad lemar kimatzba it says, So we know for sure the Arias matter had two witnesses. Just like over there, by money, by monetary laws, it's two Adim, so too over here, it's two Adim. says, But this learn We said we learned it out like we mentioned before. It's learned out from Ba. In her, there's a tuma. Ba v'loi bekinoi, ba v'loi bestira mi ba'ilei. So Gemara says, hachinami kamar. The Tana's agreeing with that. Talmud leimar ba. You're right, it says ba. Only by the tuma do you, uh, is it okay to have one aid, but not by the kinoi or stira. Ba v'loi bekinoi, ba v'loi bestira. V'tuma ba'alma, b'loi kinoi, b'loi stira, d'loi mehemenei d'achar menolan. How do I know stamazoi? Let's say you have one, let's say there was no warning. And there was no witnesses on Yichud. I just have one aide that shows up and says, by the way, I know she had an affair with somebody. But there's no previous standing of Kinoy and Stira. So how do I know that there in Eid Echad's not believed? Meaning, in Eid Echad's not always believed on the affair. In Echad's believed on the affair only when there's a previous Kinoy and Stira. If there's no Kinoy and Stira, how do I know in Eid Echad's not believed over there? Adam 
Just like the Torah that we said over there is referring to two witnesses. So to over here, it means two witnesses. So, bottom line. Let's pause. What are we walking away with? Do you need one aid or two aid them on the Tumah? The answer is, it depends what happened prior. If I already have Kino and Stira, I need one aid on the Tumah. If I didn't have Edom on the Kino and Stira, then... If I didn't have uh, previous Kinyan Stira, then I would need two Edim on the Tumah. Okay. Tonu Rabbanon, two lines to the bottom. Here we go. Tonu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Ezu he Edus Harishaina. What do we consider to be the first Edus? Is it two witnesses on the warning or two witnesses on the Yichud? You know what it means? Zu Edus Stira. The first witness is referring to witnesses on the Yichud. Edos Achreina, the later Edos Zu, Edos Atoma, it's referring to Edos of Toma. Referring to Edos, Edos of Toma. Period. Okay. Um, Alright, let's hold it here. Bez Hashem, you know what? We'll pick up from here with Tadar Abonnet again tomorrow. And uh, this next, this Brysa that we're in the middle of, we're going to restart this brisa. We're in the middle of is going to explain how long yichud is considered yichud. Let's say you have a man and woman together for a few seconds. Is that yichud or not? How much time is necessary? So that's really what this Torah Rabbanon, this brisa is going to get us into. We'll pick up from two lines to the bottom of Gilman Base tomorrow, Beis Shem, 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.